one way of thinking about what's at stake now is in terms of forms of dreaming, you can say. That, you know, one thing that, that what is called the real world, what is called reality, what counts as reality, is just is a form of uh, collective dreaming. How do we have relations that are the antithesis to relations that we experience as a result of this history that is fundamental, different, constructed in which we respect for now or less of I guess I would say the green time is that's what happened in the past, what things come to be, that's what's happening now, and what is to happen in the future. This is a continuing, continuing uh, uh, politics of taking. So it really doesn't matter. Each generation of my people are responsible, they're responsible for your time that we're here to do what you can. And then you mentor and hand off to the next generation. It's their time, their future, and we're there to support. And they gave me an excellent argument to use the term Indian. They said in this way, our name is at least a tribute to white man's stupidity, you know. Hello, welcome to Algerarama. Welcome to Algerarama, my friends, my friends, my comrades. Are you ready to enter the dream world? Are you ready to enter the dream world? All right. And and hey, if you're already on your trip, then uh, by all means, uh, you know, as always, hydrate yourself. Have have a sip of have have a glass of water. Lay down if you can. All right. Let the experience come to you. Um, Yes. We're we're here to um to discuss uh and like well I don't want to sound like too pretentious when I'm talking about this shit like I mean enlighten is like look man like you can talk to any you can talk to anybody and like somebody has something that they fucking know that 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 the other person isn't going to you know so I mean you can find enlightenment oh, that's from, true. You know, like American Jesus by um by by bad religion. Um. Yeah. No. I mean. Yeah. No. What we were talking about recently, uh, something I think is important to um, indigenous resistance, anti-colonialism, uh, anarchism on a, a global scale, um is uh, the reactionary nature of anarcho-primitivism, right? Like, that's something that we've been dealing with recently. That's something my cousin, uh, who I also uh, try to podcast with sometime, uh, sometimes is, 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 we've, been dealing, we've been dealing with this shit. And, you know, it, it, it plays, for one thing, like, I let anarcho-primitivism go kind of on our, under the radar when I started to get involved with um, indigenous resistance in, in, in general, right? When I started to get involved with that yeah. that real politic. But, and, and, I'll, and I'll explain the reason for it. Um, it is uh, to a lot of colonized peoples um, very, uh, it, it's very easy to see that "Quote unquote civilizing force that 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 technological, like pursuit of 
science within the Western canon as being a threat, as being an imperial force. Would you, would you agree with that, Jamie? Yes. Yeah. Because technology has the tendency to kind of take over to the point where uh, there's more skyscrapers and wires in the sky than there are trees. There's more land, there's more buildings than there are places for animals to go and refuge. Yeah. The next thing you know, and is complaining about bears being in their garbage or <laughs> coming in the yard and shooting them for no reason. When in reality, they're just passing through. Yeah, no, we're they all living right here. On this land. We more, all got to share this land. More than me, more than any of us, you know. Yeah. Like they can't help that we, you know, they can't help the fact that we built this giant city in the way of their path. Yeah. No. Actually, that brings me to um, one of the first distinctions I'd like to make, which is uh, the term "natural," how it's used in English. Like, how would you actually think of the term "natural"? Because to me, we're naturally evolved organisms, right? We came up here naturally on the planet. So by extension, wouldn't any use of tools that we have or anything we do, would that not also be natural? Yes. Like, the thing about nature or natural, right? Anything natural? Uh Uh-huh. Is the fact that we need to have stuff that can decompose and go back to the earth exactly if it can't go back to the earth then it's not natural okay well i mean that's an interesting uh line to draw i actually had not personally thought of it that way but that's a good way to categorize things i think yeah because look at human beings we come from the earth we go back to the earth supposedly yeah unless you're you know yeah you you know what i mean ash to ash dust to dust you know what i mean Yes. And tree, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm, I was raised Catholic. Building. I know that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> they literally yeah. put ashes on your fucking yeah, forehead. Yeah, not to bring religion in, but you know, you get what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. And, like, if something can't rot and go back to the earth, then it's unnatural. Like mm-hmm. metal. Metal it may take a long time to rot, but it will rot. It will rust, and then next thing you know, it's dust. That's true. You know, and, you know, I believe, you know, in everything being able to go back to where it came from. Because if everything was in tune with nature, right, to where, okay, if our car breaks down, we can bury our car and it can turn into compost, right? Yeah. And, and you know, Mostly. something else can come out of For it. For the most part, yeah. Then it's, not a, then it's not a threat to the environment. <laughs> Whereas, okay, we got all these cars, but when, you know, Next thing you know, we got, you know, we over there scrapping them and junking them. And next thing you know, you know, so nowadays cars are made out of plastic, so they'll be floating in the ocean somewhere. And next thing you know, the fish are getting sick and yeah. dying, you know, because we're messing with unnatural things. Well, it's not like, I mean, right? the thing is, like, what's created as unnatural uh, is largely up to a kind of social definition. So, like, when it comes to cars, uh, even Tesla cars and shit like that, um, that you're right. That's not the thing that's going to, um, I mean, I, I, I'm tempted to quote George Carlin here and say like, the earth is going to be fine. It's us that's fucked. 
you know? Like, be, yeah, like, yeah so, there's going to be some plastic yeah. around. There's going to be some fucking... Uh, th- th- there's going to be a bunch of metals, a bunch of, uh, you know, fiberglass, like, like shit like that. That's going to be left around. Uh, the Earth can can withstand that as can life on the fucking planet right like shit will evolve I mean there's already microscopic organisms that can survive fucking anything um uh forgive me for blanking on the name of these things but they're 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 basically like microscopic like like gummy bears do you know what I'm talking about, man? Those, those, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those little micros. Yeah. I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but I know you're talking about you talking about like streamophiles. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, like, shit like that. Sand, extreme weather. Or like, sand, yeah, those like, like exoskeletons that. that you find on the beach, like those life forms that have been yeah. been around longer than the dinosaurs and humanity put together, right? Yeah. Like, the Earth is like, going to be fine. The Earth is going to continue to exist as a planet. Well, the uh, Earth, the Earth, right, will be fine when we stop fucking it up. <laughs> I mean, basically, you know, that's well, just the, point. the main thing is that we want it to be fine for us. And also, we want it to be fine, ideally, for a lot of the organisms that we've already, like, we've, we have already been the cause of the extinction Excuse me. Uh, of of um, a lot of different species, basically. Like we have already oh, yeah. wiped. Like, I can I can tell you one species that I'm really concerned <clears throat> about right now is the is the red wolf. The red wolf, like yeah. No, the, their territory is yeah, you know, and they're endangered right now, and no one seems to care. They make it seem like oh they don't matter, but I'm like, what well, you know. There's no respect for them because they're just like, oh well, that's a that's a wild animal, that's a beast. They're oh, in the way, and no one fuck. really thinks about their sorry, contribution I just, to the environment. Like, sorry, what, complete distract, complete you know distraction I mean? from what I've just done. I mean, from what we were just talking about, is I'd kind of just casually knocked off the arm of this robot creature, this robot stuffy. Actually, that'll be the cover of the podcast. How about that? That'll be the cover of the the, the first oh, episode. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be the, of the first episode. Like, I still want to do the Alturama yeah. cover with the Futurama font. I still want to do that. But um, I I just sewed that shit back on, and I just knocked it off by just flicking it. And I'm so pissed off at myself. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, no, that sets the, that sets the precedent for what we're going to talk about which is um, anarcho-primitivism and why it plays so nicely with uh, and why why I gave it a pass for so long, why it plays so nicely with um, uh, the rhetoric of indigenous action, right? Like, you can understand why. You could easily see how that would be, like, seen as um, a Western well, force. So how it connects with, like, where, you know, indigenous resistance is just that the fact that you are basically like returning to the old ways and the way your ancestors were actually like living, yeah. you know, in balance with nature. Not yes. so much, you know, out of balance with nature to where, okay, you don't care about the environment because you're too busy, you know, obsessed with, with you know, what's going on in the city, you know? Yeah, like profit. Like people, yeah. People. You know, like I talk to my friend Ross all the time, and we talk about how 
balance is important, you know, with the plan, you know what I mean? Balance is absolutely and, uh, important. You know, it's important, you know what I mean? But yeah. there's a way to have in a, in a tight G2, we got in now, a tight G2 right? sense, yeah. Without posing a threat to the environment and also being, while also being in tune with nature to where, okay, we respect the animals and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Because to me, like, I, when I think of anarcho-primitivism, I think about villages. I don't think about giant cities. No, they would not. They deliberately would of, not have giant cities, and that's where we need to get into it, I think, because... Yeah. The values yeah, of cosmopolitanism about- have actually been beneficial in many ways um, to indigenous people all over the world, to colonize to colonize people all over the world. And I'm not saying that it's any kind of solution, especially if we're talking about uh, capitalist cities, which is like all of the major urbanization. But what we have to deal with is the fact that. We are now an over 50% urbanized world. More than 50% of people live and, in some kind of, of conurbation. I, I don't, that's, see, well, that's the part where we're going to, that's the thing we're going to have to talk about, right? Is that, is it, ne- yeah, is urbanization itself necessarily a bad thing? Because that would be the primitivist argument. Is that is that urbanization, well, the agriculture? I, I think I believe if a society is built with agri- built based on agriculture, yeah, right, yeah, then I think it's a better, it's beneficial to the land. It is, but urbanization is about growing, about 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 you know growing things around, you know, growing trees, growing fruit, growing vegetables. You know what I mean. Living yeah. within nature. Yeah, urbanization well, no, that's what, is more I, like. I don't more like destroy nature. Let's build this giant skyscraper. Well, see, okay, here's here's what I would say. I would say that I would not frame those as opposed to one another. I do not think that those are opposed to one another. In fact, I think that. Well, I I mean I know f- for a f- at, at, at least what I've studied in anthropology. And I am a college dropout, so <laughs> take my shit with a grain of salt. Yeah, you're but, fine. I'm but, a college dropout, you know. But I will say that that what I've read uh, from anthropologists, what I've uh, studied from, uh, you know, um, sociology and um, technology classes, that that uh, the the advent of agriculture came about. Kind of with the advent of um, civilization in the sense of what we would call today urbanization. So it, it, it kind of like allowed people and there were also like, I mean, as an anarchist, I could go on and deconstruct and we might later in other episodes of the podcast, we might go on and deconstruct like how all of that shit like this is the primitive motivation for um for tearing down society basically is that uh that was the advent of hierarchy that was the advent of division of labor uh to the point where people were owned people were were enslaved and uh the 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 master servant dichotomy 
became the ruling lens through which uh, society could be seen. And that is a problem. Yeah. But... Yeah, that is a problem. Well, it also sustained... If you look at the population growth of when that started happening, uh-huh. if you, if you, and if you look at... Um, now, there were some health... There were, interestingly enough, there were, uh, as far as I'm aware, there were some health... Um, there were some adverse health effects uh, of a diet that suddenly switched from a hunter-gatherer society to one in which mm-hmm. uh, grain was simply um, affordable and marketable. And so, th- I mean, there was actually, uh, there, there was a growth in population, but there was a drop in... Um, uh, longevity. There was a drop in human lifespan. Uh, so it did not sustain us for long enough. And then came the other systems, which, if I were to go into, like, a, a Marxist, uh, like, like dialectical material, or, or historical materialist, rather, uh, if, I were going to, if I were going to go into that whole vein, then, you know, I would say societies have improved from that point. First, they were slaving societies. Then they were uh, feudalist societies. Then they were mar- uh, then they were mercantilist societies, and then they were capitalist societies. And of course, capitalism is still very much a problem. So ideally, there well, is a capital- way forward after that, right? Yeah. I think the thing to me, I think urban, like, since you put it that way about different societies, urbanization is not bad if it's done, if it's done in balance with the environment. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. capitalist society doesn't care about the environment. It's all built based on wealth. Yeah. It's all, it's all about I mean? profit. It's all about wealth. You know what I mean? That's the driver for Whereas any kind of, Whereas other societies, yeah. because look at, Look at the Aztec, look at all of these ancient societies. Like, there was a picture on Facebook, and I saw these different pictures of different different societies, different cities, right, mm-hmm. that existed, right? And they were beautiful, right? And on Turtle Island, you know, as we call, oh, call the United States, right? The, uh, North America, yeah. And... It does yeah. kind of look like a turtle um, on a map. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it does. That's it does. why I kind of want to... That's, that's why I kind of want to bring that... Uh, that meme, the turtle party out with with Dana Carvey oh, yeah. doing yeah. the turtle I'm bit. Still, I'm, da- I'm I'm ready for that yeah. turtle party. Are you I'm not turtle make, enough make for the, the turtle club? Like that's. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please, everyone listening, join yeah, our turtle good. club. Are you turtly enough? Like an Uncle turtle Sam poster. Party. Like, are you turtly enough for the turtle club? <laughs> because that's that's what we need to be allegiant yeah. to. Is is the land, the environment that sustains us. Because we don't own that shit. If anything, it owns yeah. us, right? Yeah, because when we die, right, Yeah. our children take on the land. Mm-hmm. And our children need to be able to sustain the land, be able to live off the land, because living in this capitalist society, right, where the mm-hmm. land and the water and all that stuff's not being cared about, right, yeah. It is destroying the land and making it uninhabitable. It's making the water undrinkable. And next thing you know, you know what I mean, you'll start seeing water prices go up and water will be more expensive than 
gold, actually. You know, what I mean? basically, yeah. Be hard to 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 get because you know you'll be over here paying ten dollars for a tomato because of the fact that okay, you, need you can't water get it at a produce it. store store because that produce store's food is contaminated. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And you know, to me, the land is very important. It's what sustains us. And capitalism, you know, is not going to help sustain the land. No, it's, it's not. It. It's you know infinite I mean? growth you know for the I mean? sake capitalism of growth itself. Is like capitalism is all about money and resource extraction. Yes. And they don't care how they do it. They don't care how they do it as long as they get it. They don't care who it affects. You know what I mean? And I can say this because I've been reading this book called Eco Side of the Mind. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's that by, by the way? I would. Factories, I, I'd like to cite cite the art. I mean the the author. If um if you remember if you remember the author of it. Okay, the art the author of the book. Yeah. Uh, it's by Donald A. Grind. Donald A. Grind. E. Johansson. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a good book. Yeah, no, I mean, that is, uh, yeah, and, and, good, and, and I was just reading about, I was just hearing about on, um, that, uh, indigenous action podcast that you showed me. I was just hearing about, um, the lithium mines that were, um, being opened on, uh, native territory and given the go ahead to, um, to sort of plunder for, like, I initially had, like, somewhat mixed feelings. I mean, I didn't have any <laughs> uh, mixed feelings about industry, or especially not um, uh, the, uh, the, um, the 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 Tesla industry, which I believe is 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 what's responsible for um, for that project. Um, but I did have mixed. I did have mixed feelings about when the Mona Kay protests were going on, because I I recognized that that was a a sacred site to um, you know to the Polynesian people, and uh, I felt I I had mixed feelings because like it is actually the most prominent peak on Earth, uh, and it is ideal. An ideal place to build a telescope. Not talking about like, you know, the the like the actual capitalist industries that are you know, investing in that or de- deliberately colonizing. Just if you were to look at the map, like I should probably say at this point, I am on the um, autism spectrum. So if I were to look at the world, like it's my play thing, which is what a lot of autistic people do. Um, <laughs> That that is kind of where I would put that, but at the same time, yeah. it I, I believe very strongly in self determination, and yeah. the indigenous people of uh, the Hawaiian archipelago do have a right to decide how they wish to engage with um, the world. So I yeah. mean, but you do you, do you see what I mean? How I ha- how I had yeah, kind of conflicted I, yeah, interests. Yes, you understand why they're doing it, but you feel like the it should be up to the the indigenous people to decide whether that thing is going to go up on top of the mountain. 
Exactly. And you know, I agree with that because to me, that's what Tecumseh was trying was trying was talking about. Tecumseh, you know, I mean, he was trying to unify all the tribes together, so that way, if anything um, is going to happen, you have to go through all of us. Yeah. For it to happen, not just, just not just the signature of one person. Of course, you know, because that's Cause, presumably cause that's, what, that's what would happen. You know, you you know they would target the people that were a little bit more on the colonized spectrum, where they're like, okay, I don't care. You know, they're so they gonna sold their souls out to colon colonialism. You know, they target them people to sign the sign the, the contracts. You know what I mean? Yeah. To do these things, you know what I mean, and uh, and if they and if they're not colonized, they're under threat of death. Yeah. You know, because I've heard stories about people about tribes own people selling their selling their land out just for money, mm-hmm. and I've heard stories about oh, people's tribes being threatened under the threat of extermination. Yeah. If they did not sign this piece of paper. That's basically how that's. And, uh, yeah. and you know. Yeah, because look at Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore was is is a desecration. It absolutely is. You know, it's a desecration. You know, and you know, when you're young, you know, we were kids. We thought, oh, this was a beautiful site, right? (laughs) I never thought Mount Rushmore was a beautiful site. I thought it was tacky and garish and fucking stupid. First of all, why were those four guys out of all the out of all the presidents? Why were those the four guys that you were like, "Yup, those are the ones that should be on the mountain." It was it was Washington, yeah. Jefferson, uh, Lincoln. Sure, I get that one. All right, that's the first one that kind of makes sense. Oh, I don't, uh, I'm not that, against, I'm not for Lincoln. I hate Lincoln. Oh, I hate Lincoln too because of what he did. I mean, he signed the Homestead Act. He was, I mean, him and all of his favorite generals were an active part of the brutal colonization of the West. So I, and also, I mean, Lincoln declared, like, I I don't, I don't want to get into the whole, like, you know, like, like what should have happened uh, at the point of the Civil War. All I know is that there was revolutionary potential there and it was squandered. And uh, Lincoln, like, is responsible for actually, like, you know, mass dead. I mean, he declared war on, on, on a... I mean, you could argue that's the start of American imperialism. I won't, because that's going to get me in a lot of trouble. But, um... Oh, I understand. <laughs> fuck, yeah. No, fuck Lincoln. He, he's responsible for a lot of people's deaths and a lot of... Pe- and, and a lot yeah, of like, the loss of indigenous well, land. I was a kid. When I was a kid, you know, I was learning history. I learned about Lincoln, you know, Lincoln and all. You know, I thought, oh, Lincoln was a great guy. He freed the slaves. Everything was good. Yeah. And then when I found out about the whole thir- Dakota 38 yeah. you know, situation, I was like, fuck Lincoln. Yeah, you know, no, fuck Lincoln. You know and also, mean? he only freed the and slaves. The irony is that he freed the slaves. He, he, he declared the Emancipation Proclamation uh of the of the slave states which had already seceded from the union so he wasn't even technically in control of those states he said okay y'all are free now which by free 
means basically subject to terrorization from uh, the Ku Klux Klan at this point. Uh, he did not, however, yeah, in order to keep in order to keep Kentucky, Maryland, Missouri, and uh, I want to say West Virginia, but I'm not sure what the other uh, actual border state was. In order to keep them in the union, he said that the Emancipation Proclamation originally, like, did not mention them. It did not. It, it excluded them. It said that. They that the, they didn't have to they did not have to free their slaves because he wanted them on his side because it was about keeping the union together it was about defending the uh, industrial capitalist project of the union I don't want to get too far into that because people were gonna you know misinterpret that or yeah, whatever let's not like, get too far into it because we're gonna drive people away from this podcast yeah yeah, yeah. this is not a Confederate podcast. People, Fought, uh, yeah, uh, Sherman Sher, uh, Sherman didn't go far enough. I'll say that. How about that? How about uh, how about? Uh, well, actually, no. I shouldn't say that because Sherman also desecrated a lot of indigenous territory. So uh, no, no, no. But no, we're 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 obviously anti-Confederate. Anyone living today should be anti-Confederate. It was an imperial. It was it, it it was an imperial slave state uh that seeked um to to, to uh, a, a golden circle around all of the plantations of the of of, of the americas it was uh the the it, i i shouldn't i shouldn't have to go into it but yes i'm anti-confederate in case anybody was actually fucking wondering that <laughs> um yeah, we I, just because i'm shit talking lincoln just because i'm shit talking like one white guy who liberals are supposed to worship doesn't mean that I side with the fucking Confederacy. That's it's ridiculous. I even have to say that, but you know, it's the fucking internet, so people are gonna say that shit. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, like seriously, you know, how all the white presidents aren't perfect. You know what I mean? And All there, the, and any president, a good Obama's fucking terrible too. Obama. Oh, I know. All the presidents in my lifetime have had their the, the the executive branch has expanded further and further each fucking time, and we keep allowing them to commit goddamn war crimes. And it's like you know what? I don't even want to get. That'll be a whole other podcast where I talk about how horrible yeah, all the presidents are, and how every president who's still alive should be rounded out the back of the White House and shot in the face. But that's a whole other thing. We don't need to get into that right now. What we're talking about is anarcho-primitivism, and I want you to yeah, talk. And, and I didn't mean I didn't mean for you to end up going from. We went from the yeah. I went off we went on a rant. I do that a lot. <laughs> the, 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 the Mount Rushmore, the the to you know how much. Also, I, Teddy I Roosevelt is a cunt, but at least but, he's yeah. like you know kind of a cool like. I I wish he was around like during like the WWE like the, like the nineties era of that, so he could be a wrestler. I think Teddy Roosevelt would have been amazing. Would would have been an amazing wrestler. Um, also, you know, the whole tr trust busting thing, I, that's important, but he was also still an imperialist, colonialist bastard. So I, uh, you know, as far as presidents go, 
which is a lot like saying, as far as serial killers go, uh, yeah, Teddy's kind of cool. Actually, yeah, you know what? I'll say Teddy's probably the best dude on Mount Rushmore. Uh, he still shouldn't have been carved into that bitch because it's a really tacky, stupid ass monument. And anybody who goes well, to well, not only that, but it's just you just don't do that to nature. It's just obnoxious. I mean, to be fair yeah, though, you, they did start. Um, I think it was Tecumseh, if I'm not mistaken, that they that they are carving into the back of Mount Rushmore. There is a major. No, ma- it was Crazy Horse. Oh, it's Crazy Horse. My bad. Crazy yeah. Horse. Yeah, yeah they are carving crazy, and he's yeah, bigger crazy too. Crazy Horse is being carved. Crazy Horse is being carved. Mountain, and all, uh, but still, you know what I mean? Like it's too late. You know, why? Like anyway, why do it anyway? Like, that's my that's my thing. You know what I mean? Uh, like, for Crazy me, Horse, I would say that's alone. a response to the like um, colonialism of carving a bunch of, like, white leaders into, like, the front of the mountain, but, uh, I mean, because you can't, like, really undo that. Well, or maybe you could. I don't know. I don't know. If anybody wants to go vandalize Mount Rushmore, that's cool with me. I've I've officially condoned that My thing is, it's just, to me, Matt's supposed to have a human face is carved into them. Because to me, that's desecration. Know you know what I mean? You, never you, you, you know that, what I mean? But like, I guess to an extent, actually, I think I think you're right. I think I do agree with you because uh, ultimately, um, the way that um, the American um, id, uh, so to speak, has been has manifested is. Uh, rugged individualism so like so like the idea of celebrating like specific guys who did like you know it, it, it celebrates like the great man theory of history which is is directly opposed to like kind of how I view it which is like historical materialism and 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 and, and Marxian thought and all that that like I don't need to get into that right now we can talk about that, that another time I do want to uh, center us back to um, at least the intended subject of this podcast, which is anarcho-primitivism and some of the brushes that we've had with that recently. Uh, for example, um, you're, uh, you, you were an admin, correct, of an indigenous resistance page on Facebook, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, I got fired from that because the guy was a racist piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can you go into that a little more? Like, I know he was a racist piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, I would, I would gladly go into that a little bit more. Okay, cool. Um, but what <laughs> happened was, okay, he made this guy. I became friends. He was on the the indigenous resistance page and all, and I was talking about native metal and all that stuff, right? Yeah. And we were, we were vibing and we were getting along great and then he makes me an admin because he's and all right. Mm-hmm. And when they started posting shit, right, he would get mad at me over the stupidest thing. He'd be like, we not supposed to be sharing other people's posts on our page. But I'm like, every other page does it. <laughs> if it's related to the subject of indigenous resistance, then it shouldn't matter, right? 
I'd su- assume right, yeah. You know what I mean? Because guess what? Pages do it all the time. Native Lives Matter be sharing indigenous resistance shit from everybody. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because it's the message that's You know important. what I mean? Pages do it all the time. But the message is important. You know what I mean? And he was like, well, you don't know who you're giving permission to. And I'm like, who, you give- who cares? What does it's that even mean? Yeah. I don't care about about you know, I don't care about, you know, permission. If someone shares it, you know, if someone has a post public and they're raising awareness of an issue in order, they have a public for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You know you, you know what I mean, Matt? I do. You know, no, you know I've actually, mean? I've pulled up like, the, uh... A, a, a serious... Uh, no, sorry, I just, I yeah, pulled up the... Issue, I pulled up right? the, um... Okay, so the the um the page the creator of the page I assume uh said his name is printed on that little photo on the Statue of Liberty. The problem is why are we promoting white photographers? Uh, and then you said, uh, so are we going to get in trouble for sharing a post a million other people and native pages have probably shared? And he said, in trouble, no. Discredited for jocking Whitey? Maybe. <laughs> uh, and then you said, white photographers, I don't really care who the photographer is. Native, black, white, if they are on our side, it shouldn't matter. And then he says, uh, everyone you share aids automatically uh, implemented, associated with the movement. Uh, I'm not even sure what that means. Do you know what that means? Well, you say say it again. Everyone you share eights automatically implemented associated with the movement. What does that mean? So basically he's saying he's saying that so so basically he's trying to say that I'm like saying that these people are associated with the movement or associated with some other movement, maybe. Okay. Like, I didn't get what he meant by that. It was kind of difficult for me, but I was just kind of like, who cares, you know, because yeah. I'm like, if a person's all for our struggle, yeah. then, you know, all for our struggle and trying to help us, we shouldn't care about skin color. Yeah, no, exa- what, exactly. Who it is, and, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you, so you said the message in the pictures... And he said, you don't get it. It says his name on the photo. You posted a white man's name on indigenous resistance. Which, first of all, like, I don't know about this guy's name. Uh, and again, I don't want to, like, name him right now because, like, I don't... His name was Matthew something. Yeah. Matthew is a shooter. And, and he turned out... I think it was Matthew. Uh, uh, did I ever did I send you the pic of it? I mean, look, he has every right to change his name, but yeah, Matthew is a Hebrew name. Your name is 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 Jamie Silver, right? Can I say that on the podcast? Yeah. Okay, Jamie and and Silver, both of which are European words. Okay, that does not downplay your act of resistance at all, in my opinion. But that is, like, technically, 
as as he would call it, a, a quote unquote white man's name, I mean, it, it, right? Like that's not. Yeah, and, <laughs> I mean, we're speaking and, a white yeah. man's language guy, to each other. I guess he. Yeah, and I guess he lives in some delusional world where, okay, everybody has indigenous names, and that we're supposed to be calling everybody running water, chopping. Chopping wood. And I would respect that. You know what I mean? Like, I would respect the shit out of that. Absolutely. Like, if you... If any indigenous person uh, in in resistance to colonialism does... In the same way, like... Um, you know, live... You uh, know, Muhammad Ali, right? Like, yeah. It's... So, okay. So, after that... Like, if you have an indigenous name, good. But... But not many, very few people do. Yeah, very like, few people do. I know, and, but people, I mean, you can change. The you can, they got Spanish last name. Well, of course. I mean, yeah, no, like so much of Latin America, there's a huge indigenous population in Latin America, and a lot of them uh, do, of course, have, um, you know, Spanish uh, last names, first names, like. And, and again, I'm all in favor of people changing their names, and I'm an anarchist, so, like, fuck the white bourgeois state in terms of, like, whether or not you can legally change your name or whatever. If you want to go by something that you feel is, is truer yeah. to your roots, then I'm all for that. So I'm not... I, I yeah. just, just want to put that out there. What I'm saying is, you know, the guy lived in this kind of delusional world where he thinks everybody has... A native name, which they don't. No, no, Not they anybody, don't. You know, there's, all, yeah. there's several, several indigenous people with Spanish or French last name. Or English, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? My last name is Silver. Silver is Jewish. Silver, Silver is, is Jewish. Jewish. I fucking do. I have. <laughs> Don't get me started on on, 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 on the silvers. I had a fucking... <laughs> I had a, a, a sort of botched wedding type thing. I don't... I should not get into this. I should not get into this. But, yeah. No, that actually... That yeah, but, actually you know, you had, get what I'm saying yeah. here. And the guy, you know... You know, the guy accused me, you know, for posting a white dude. When the guy, in reality, wasn't even white. That's you true. That is the final. Um, you didn't research it. I was gonna save that as as like an as as like a blow at the end, but um, yeah, no, the dude turned out not to even be white. <laughs> he just had the name Stephen Judd, who I guess I probably yeah. should. Um, I think it's probably positive that I, I that I that I mentioned Stephen Judd that I that 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 I yeah, that's him, him for the that's photograph him. because I thought the, I thought the photograph was good. I thought that it was. Um, and uh, actually, maybe that's what we should put as the main um, uh, photo for the episode. I'm not sure yet. Um, yeah. Well, I'm just saying just, you know, you know what I mean? Because to me, I'm like, when I found my, I'm going to tell you how I found that I was a native person was because my friend Natalie, who's Chickasaw, right? Yeah. And, uh, and she looked, you know, she's my <clears throat> complexion and your complexion, real light skin, look like she could be white passing, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, she looked, she, I showed her why I got fired, and she said, wait a minute, I think I know who this photographer is. So she reverse researched that photo on Google and found, it, yeah. the, 
and found the art, the, the photographer, and it was a native photographer. Mm. And that just made me realize, wait a minute, this dude just got, this dude got rid of me just because he didn't like me. <laughs> Probably. You know I mean? Like, I can't imagine, because, like, enclosing yourself so deeply in, for one thing, I mean, there's the obvious irony, and, like, I know it's a cheap kind of irony to point out, because, like, it's the same way that people say to me as a leftist, like, oh, you hate capitalism so much, but you're using a phone. But it's even more so, I, I, I think it's a little bit more legitimate of a criticism towards anarcho-primitivists that... They are using the technology that they claim is like the biggest problem in society, right? Yeah, like to me, like and that's what makes kind of gets me aggravated about anarcho primitives. You know, it's because anarcho primitives are trying to promote primitivism, but yet they're using technology. You know, and to me, yeah. I feel like they need to understand that none of us will ever truly be able to go completely back to. You can't this. do that, and. Most of us wouldn't want to. Am I wrong? Yeah. Like, would you I really want, want to? to? Like, I'm no. not... Like, I, I... I mean, I'm not saying that, like... Like, I hate capitalism. It shouldn't be under that system, right? But, like, would you truly want to just go back to hunter-gatherer tribes and just, like, you know, going out and and, and, and trying to, you know throw enough spears and a mammoth in order to eat that night? Like, do you re would you no. really want to go to that? No, because here's my thought. Anarcho-primitivism needs some type of re revising, right? Yeah. In a way that it should be kind of like, okay, living in balance with nature, not so much hunter-gatherers. You can have your technology, because guess what? All with tools and wet and ways of hunting evolves. Everything has to evolve. There's and it's all natural, to too. Hunting. It's all natural. We did it. We, yeah. we, as human beings, we did that shit. We made this shit. Yeah. You know? And it's... So, there's no reason to avoid it simply because of some principle. And actually, like, a lot of... Um, uh, anarcho-primitivists that I've um, been in contact with have said things like uh, have, 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 have said that the, the advent of agriculture itself is where the problem started. So they are directly saying that uh, hunter-gatherer society was better which isn't even what like there's plenty of indigenous societies like the Inca, like the Cherokee, like the Mississippian, um, who who did progress to a, a form of agriculture, you know? Like, personally, hunter-gathering society is a hard society to live in. Like, come on. It's, yeah. You're basically, you're, you're basically living like an animal. You are survival of the Because fittest. you are an animal. And that's and not... To me, yeah. And to me, like, I like, like, when, when the colonists came over here and they saw our, our, some of our flourishing societies, right? Mm-hmm. They were fine. Yeah, they were doing fine on their own. <laughs> they were doing fine. There was no, everything was in tune with the environment to some extent. 
Yeah. There was no contamination. There was none of that going on, you know what I mean? And when yeah. it did happen, we fixed it. <laughs> like, we built roads better than the white man has ever built. Basically, yeah, because it, it was built for the purpose of, you know, of that, of, of that tribe, of that particular civilization. And yeah, and another, another thing is we knew how to grow plants right. That's Those true. Those were order which where we planted plants where we didn't have, we didn't need such things as, you know, pesticides. Yeah. We didn't need it because we knew how to plant shit. And me, I believe that's what we need to go back to is that living in balance, you know what I mean? Like, we need everything to be eco-friendly to where, okay, we can still drive here, drive there, but it's not affecting the air, it's not affecting, you know, the planet to the point where, you know, it's more cheaper to buy buy a horse, you know, yeah. it probably is, you well, know what I mean? I mean, I'm not for uh, American car culture. I, I think that it's a big problem. I think that uh, you're not really any more free just because you can get stuck in traffic well, jams on your own. I'm for well, massive uh, public tra- massive, like rapid public transportation between cities. So that that to me is the positive of urbanization is that people can live yeah. in these sort of hives, right? Where well, I I don't know what what do you think? Well, to me, I kind of understand you about because to me, cars are one of the most dangerous things on the planet. Yeah, right. You cars I mean? are yeah. Like more people died in cars than they did in horses. Yes, exactly. If and, you think and, about it, you know what I mean. Yeah, how many and, people died on a horse? Unless you fall off the horse and then maybe you get know, trampled, you got by, trampled horse. by the horse. Yeah. You know, and you know, me and my neighbor were talking about it. I said, Dang on sometimes he was talking about the state of the world, right? And I said, you know, some, you make me wish I had a horse. <laughs> because, you know Horses are cool. Like like me, I like horses, you know what I mean? And to me, I'd rather ride a horse because to me. A horse is a part of nature, and when you have a horse, you form a bond with it in a way. Right? That's true. Yeah, no, my sister used and to ride horses, you, and, um... You know I mean? You got wild horses, you got like horse horses that are your... That, that are... That help you get to and from. Yeah. And that's because... And how you do that is because you form a bond with them. And that's, in a way, is bonding yeah, with nature. it's an animal that you're actually... Yeah, you actually have, like... Uh, a mutual relationship with, sort of, right? Yeah, cause look at, cause look at horses. When you have a horse, you know what I mean. It's different from having a car. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. A horse, you take care of it. You take care of it. It'll last forever. It'll last till it passes away. And when it passes away, you're gonna miss the horse. Yeah. Where a car, where a car, when you, when your car, you know, breaks down. Oh, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people who miss their cars, man. Like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I missed my car right now. My car was chopped up. You know what I mean? Yeah, my car's in the shop right mean? now. Yeah. It's. It, but it, you know, sucks. from a technological perspective, you know what I mean? Cars, you know what I mean? Are not like animals. You know what I mean? Cars, you know what I mean? When they, you know, 
break down, they fall apart, where well, you don't have them anymore, what do you do? You go buy another, you go buy another car. Basically, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Whereas with a horse, right? It's like you got with a horse, you gotta, you gotta like get to know the horse <laughs> before you, before you can, you know, even think yeah, of riding. Yeah, are not just gonna let you like stop on them. It's not gonna say. Oh come on, hop on me! I'm I'm, I'm all yours. Where cars like it don't it don't have it don't it's stolen. You know when you get a, you get on you get in the car you turn the car on. You know what I mean? You know how to drive it. Right? Basically, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you know, you I customize mean, the car. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But I know, with I horses, know what you mean. absolutely. You know what I mean? So that's why sometimes I feel like okay, maybe sometimes I wish we had horses again. I don't necessarily, because to me, well, I think horses should be an option, right? Like, I think there should be, like, in the same way there's a bike lane, right? Like, there should be a horse lane. People should be, oh, I will tell, no, I will say one thing uh, that I remember being, um, like, when I was taking um, a, a technology and society class, um, in, with a world uh, it, it, that has growing urbanization, and that's unstoppable at this point. That's not, like, we can debate the finer points of that. I do think there is a way for urbanization to function as a sort of human hive uh, for, um, you know, for social purposes. But, uh, like, one of the main problems, apparently, of New York back before, you know, cars were a thing, like, at the late uh, 19th century was that the, the, the city stank so highly of horse shit that people could barely even go out for a walk or to clean the goddamn Yeah, I'd rather, I, let me tell you, I'd rather smell horse shit because at least horse shit natural, man. I guess, but in an, you know I mean? in an agrarian society, you know, horse shit would be out. great. If you're traveling, okay, I'll say this much, okay? I think if you're if you are living in if you're living off in the off out in the countryside, right? Then uh, you should be allowed to have a horse. You should be allowed to like ride a horse places, right? If you were in the fucking like Bushwick in New York, no, sorry, I don't care how much of a pretentious hipster you are. You can't just have a horse and just like ride it, and that includes the police, by the way, because most of the horses in New York are fucking like police horses, which is fucking ridiculous. Like you, 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 you well, I think a lot of the reason why the city stank of horse was because of the overcrowding. Ah, uh, you know yeah, I mean? because it, because a lot of people have horses. That's true. Yeah, That's everybody true. had horses, so you know, New York City was a big city. You know, what I mean? you got all these people crammed in there with all the horses. Of course, it's gonna smell like shit. You know? Yeah. Right? No, I mean that makes sense. I'm not. I'm not saying you're you know wrong. What I mean? Because, because to me, I look at New York City. It's one of the most cramped places I've ever seen. Oh, it is. Well, New York City. That's the thing. Is New York City already smells like shit anyway? So like, let's not add more horses to that right now. I'm not saying they shouldn't be allowed. I'm saying let's not add more 
right now. Um, that wouldn't be the best and idea. And the other option, the other, and if they don't have horses, they're going to have dog sleds. They're going to have dog sleds? What are they going to do with dog sleds? He's going to have dog, gonna have dog sleds dog riding, riding, riding down 6th Avenue or whatever? Like, what? No, no. I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it quits on that. In Alaska, you can have dog sleds. In New York, no. There's no reason for you to have a fucking dog sled. I'm sorry. I I just had to put that in there. I'm picturing it. I'm picturing the idea. And look, man. Like if I ever like. Like if I end up moving to um to New York to New York City with my cousin or whatever, like like I I like the idea of having a dog sled. <laughs> I don't think I could properly care for a dog sled, but I do like the idea of just going um, around Brooklyn in a dog sled. That is really fucking funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you, uh, you'll see people, you won't see a horse, you'll see a donkey pulling the damn wagon. A donkey? <laughs> Actually, I would like to ride a donkey. A donkey. Pulling the wagon. I, I want to ride a donkey around Brooklyn. I would like to ride a, I would just like to have, be on a donkey and have that my main form of transportation. I would tie, I would tie him up to, uh, to like, a, like, like, like a bike rack. You know, at like wherever uh, everybody else has bikes, mm-hmm. and there's just a donkey just there, <laughs> and and the donkey would be named Eddie. Yeah, Murphy. but you know, <laughs> Eddie. Eddie, yeah, I would call him Eddie. Like Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I would call him Eddie Murphy after the donkey and shit. After Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was a good movie, but. But, you know, we're getting off subject here. But you We know, are. I can go know, back to actually... Here, you know, cause, sorry, what, what is the alternative? What's the alternative? Man, that's what I've like, been trying... We're at, yeah, like, like, what's the alternative to where, okay, everybody is happy and the environment's happy where, okay, we got our, we got our lights, we got everything we need, everyone can thrive, right? Yeah. And it's not affecting the environment to the point where, okay, we got to worry about shit like climate change. We all, already you know, do. It's, it's too it's late for that. We already water. do have to worry about it. We cannot undo the damage that has been done. It'll take hundreds of years to do it, you know what I mean? And it to would, me, I believe, you know. I honestly like, still COVID, believe. COVID-19, right? Yeah. That should have been a wake-up call to a lot of people, and it kind of wasn't, and it's really frustrating for people like us to, like, watch that, you know? It it taught me that the Earth doesn't need us. No, it doesn't. And as... You know, we need the Earth. Yeah. You know, because we were still... Well, we need a place uh, to live, yeah. place Place in Europe where the water came uncontaminated... Because no one was out there. Yeah. Like, it got clear. Like, mm-hmm. to me, it's hearing stuff like that, right? Well, I've even seen me, just shit know, around town, man. we are as people. I've seen, I've seen wildlife coming back out and actually, like, feeling way more comfortable than I have seen it uh, in, in, in the past. 
like squirrels will just be on the sidewalk. You would never have seen that before in in uh, like downtown in a in a major metropolitan city. You would never have seen that before. Also, I gotta say, uh, because I live in Raleigh, um, I kind of love the fact that um, like the kudzu has grown over most of the street signs. Uh, and I don't know who used to be responsible for caring for that, but like, I kind of love that it's just like, like, hey man, welcome to Raleigh. Uh, you figured the fuck out. I don't know. <laughs> like, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I mean, that still in his that period of where we weren't doing anything just showed me that the human race. <laughs> Human race and capitalism, especially capitalism, is is killing us. Yeah, capitalism you know? is yeah. Well, capitalism is killing you know, us. The killing, human race. Yeah, kill, uh, it's killing the planet. It's killing everything. You know what yeah. I mean? It, well, and, it is. You know what I mean? And to me, it's not going to change unless we all are on the same page. Because to me, well, that's the page we're that trying to get people me on, that, man. Oh, we can't, we can't, we can't share anybody that's white or someone that has a white last name because yeah, or something like that, right? That shit is bull. Even like, though they're supporting us, it's not helping our struggle here. It's not helping. I hate to say it, but colonization has already happened. What needs to go happen into the future, and it's not up to me. It's not just just me saying this. I'm saying. Uh, broadly is what we need is education about what happened from the perspective of the proper education proper education that does not glorify or justify um, the violence on which our society resides Uh, that needs to happen going forward and we need to reckon no, go on. It needs to happen going forward. And it needs, you know, we need to really just like, okay, look in the mirror and look at the planet. Because we can't sit here and say, you know, the plan- everything's fine. No, it's a human. We, we can't, we can't, yeah. Say, we, can't, we can't say everything's fine. We can't sit here like, like so many people are just blinded by money to the point where they don't think about the environmental contribution. Because that's what this state of you know yeah. the impact. Because that's, that's what this economy like forces us to think about. You know, like even people. Uh-huh. Are, well, that's what this economy forces us to think about. We have to think about paycheck to paycheck. What's going to pay for our basic needs? And the idea of like shaming consumers, for example, for either not recycling or buying too much processed foods or GMOs, or whatever it is, that's not, those are not the people who are responsible for it. We, those people like us are just trying to get our rations, our basic, you know, like, you know, like in the same way that you've relied on like Walmart and shit like that, even though it's a horrible company owned by the worst people on the planet. Uh, or some of the worst. Yeah. You know, like who who have like. Well, I'm just saying Walmart. Walmart. Speaking of Walmart, Walmart's over here turning everybody into robots. Walmart is a fucking like robot. You know what I mean? Like, I fully condone and endorse everyone who can steal from Walmart because 
they actually have actually factored that into their overhead uh, when it comes to security and shit. Like they literally expect, oh, let me tell you, yeah, they the literally Walmart expect people to steal. Yeah. The Walmart that I was supposed to be going to work for, right? Uh-huh. Has got every got your ba- got the batteries and everything behind a locked cabinet, a glass cabinet. Mm. Well, that to me sounds like an invitation to break the glass. <laughs> yeah, and also, you know, I mean, you can't go in and out freely. Like you go, you, you got you once you pass through the little bars, right? Yeah. You have to, you can't get out. You can't get out because if you go out, the alarm will go out. If you go out through the other bar. Yeah, I mean, look, like, no, I know. So I mean, that's stupid. It's like it's like they're trapping you in there to buy shit. They basically are. That's basically the the goal of a place a place like you that. You know what I mean? They're trapping you in there to buy shit. You know what I mean? And then, and uh, no <clears> offense, <throat> you know what I mean. <clears throat> To the people, to the store manager, but I'm not having one store manager try to justify um, a supervisor being a bully to, a, to me, to me, saying that well, that's his job. If you're going to, so of course he's got to do that. I'm like, his job is takes one minute to stack a box. Yeah, so so the manager's job is to be a shit cunt and, uh, to and, people, basically. Yeah, and to me, I'm like, <laughs> no, that's not. I'm just saying, I've seen, I've seen, I have worked at this other Walmart, right? Because she said. Well, this Walmart that you're going to work at now is not a piece of cake. The other Walmart was a piece of cake. Well, I'm like, why why, why is the other Walmart bet a piece of cake and your Walmart not a piece of cake? I, I don't... But ain't I, y'all both the same? It, ideally, they're supposed to, like, do things, like, uniformly, but, like, you can't just, like, carve... I mean, that gets, that, like, that gets into a whole, like... Um, yeah, we need. We're gonna talk about that on. Another yeah, we can talk about that on another podcast. Yeah. I actually have more of this but, guy's. You know, Sorry, go on. But you know what I'm saying here. You know, is that if we want change to happen to the planet, to where okay, we can live in balance and everything like that, we need to realize that it needs to include everybody, not just Native people and Black people. We need to have white man to see our see what we're seeing and there are people that do see what we're talking about they see what capitalism is doing like you for example yeah well like it's not about being white it's not about even having any attachment to whiteness like you shouldn't have attachment to whiteness whiteness is an oppressive ideology that justifies colonialism and and slavery um if any so that's what people need to be woken up from they need to recognize that like you are a person with basic human rights you don't have human rights just because you are white you don't have human rights just because you are um male or uh like you know born into wealth or privilege or any of that shit color it, yeah, no, 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 yeah, exactly. It's all about deconstructing human the human rights transcend color, and to me, environmental issues. Transcend color. Environmental issues. Environmental are issues are the biggest. Like that's what. Like you know, I remember having a, a psychology professor talk about how people do naturally fall into a kind of us and them mentality. How they they kind of fall into seeing something, some other group of people, as an enemy, 
and I thought right there, I, and I know this is naive to think this could be like actually the solution, but uh, the goal at least should be to get all of humanity on board against climate change, against uh, the, the system that threatens every aspect of our health. That's the goal, yeah. right? If we and, can, if we can yeah, find an goal, enemy that isn't each other, right? Yeah, because to me, like there's white people that don't like what's going on. There's black, there's there's, every, there's people. A lot of people are sick of this culture. shit. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't like what's going on, and to me, those are the people we need to unite with, regardless of the color. And you know, with this guy telling me about this thing, white, whitey and that it's not good that we associate with white people. Like, this guy told me how to post documentaries and podcasts in the morning because no one would look at it. I'm like, and to me, that's just when I realized that they do just don't like me. He doesn't and like you, and he also, I think, wants to make it about him. Like, it's not uh, about, like, wouldn't you agree that it yeah, seems to be like, he, he's championing this as some sort of, um, as, as as some kind of uh, uh, like egocentric um, uh, like costume almost, right? Yeah, well the thing is he wants like he, his view is the white man's problem, kill the white man, kill them all everything we go be fine. Which like it wouldn't you know I mean? if you're still fun- the using the same system if everything is still functioning according to uh, the economic laws that govern... Pro- I mean, for one thing, you're just not going to be that successful. And I, it's it's sad, but there are not that many... You know, there are not that many indigenous people left on Turtle Island. It's, it's something... Yeah, well, the majority of indigenous people on Turtle Island that are left yeah. are mixed. Yeah, we're we're just straight up massacred. We're triracial. Yeah. You know, we're triracial people now. Yeah, no, no, yeah, the identity. Yeah, exactly. The identity of... And, you know... Yeah, no, go on. Yeah, like, you know, that's what needs to be recognized, is that, to me, you know, we need to realize that the key to change saving the planet is everyone realizing how capitalism is fucking so it doesn't matter about the race color yeah it doesn't this ideology it doesn't matter about individuals either that's not that's not who what matters is is the fact that we're killing the planet you know but we need to understand that we are all participating money will not save us we are all participating yeah, I mean, there's that famous uh, graphic that's, uh, I mean, perhaps a bit cliche, but at the same time, it's still very true. You know, once we have burned down all the trees, once the sea level has, you know, flooded all the major areas, once the permafrost has melted and unleashed all the diseases that we are not inoculated against, once we realize, once all that happens, we will remet, we will learn that we cannot eat money. <laughs> we cannot eat money. Yeah. We cannot drink and, and oil. Me, uh, it, it, these are all... Yeah, and, yeah. And that's what, you know, 
And that's what, you know, he couldn't see, you know what I mean? He couldn't see that, you know, it don't matter who the to a color the person is or anything like that. If they're on our side, that's what we want. Yeah. That's no, what know we who want. your enemies are. That's the are. people that we want on our side. White, black, whatever, whatever who they are. If yeah. they are for us, they understand us. They are what, they are the people that are going to help us change the world. Because you can't change the world without everybody being on board. You can't change the world. Like make you can't make people realize how fucked up the world is if everybody if there's a bunch of people that are not going to listen or you know are you excluding people's thoughts other people from the movement here you know what i mean just you know yeah like who would you rather have on your side would you rather would you rather uh collaborate with um indigenous cops or like white people like willem von sprecken who sacrificed his life to liberate people from an ice camp i mean I would, I would rather deal with the guy that literally gave his life to help people. Exactly. That's because what this is to about. Because to me, he went above and beyond to do to, for, for what he thought was right. And yeah. to me, that's what we need. We need indigenous, black, white, yellow, whatever the hell you are, mm-hmm. people to get to unify in order for change to happen. It's not going to happen sitting here saying, oh, they're a white man, they're, they're the enemy, fuck them. You know, they're not, that's, yeah. not the, that's not the mentality we need. Yeah, like whiteness is the enemy, sure. Uh, the ideology that has oppressed people is the enemy. But our well, in, individuals yeah. who are, are simply victims of the society they live in, you know, people can be taught people can learn from others experiences yeah, people, yeah. A, a conversation like, needs like to look happen at my, like look at me look at my look at my people yeah my people are coming all shades yeah you know why we come in all shades because we absorbed the lost colony yeah no i was with we absorbed the lost colony the lost, lost colony Col- died. yeah we took them in we married we they became indigenized and that's because when they were when they were dying, right? Yeah. They realized that hate that they cannot hate us. No, because, because yeah, they, were, they can't hate us because guess what? We're helping them. Yeah, these yeah. Your God cannot help them. They when had to turn you know to people. Yeah, they had to turn to people who knew what they were doing with the land, who had lived on the land for centuries, who 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 were familiar with it. And knew how to survive and raise generations for the future, and yeah, that's that's like, the spirit. Like, like, yeah. like we had, we adopted orphans. We, we had mercy on children, little children, right? Mm-hmm. If there was a war going on, we didn't kill the kids. We took them with us. Yeah. You know, runaway slaves. They came with. They came with. You know, they came with us. They came and lived in our village. Mm-hmm. They married into the community. They became. Hollowasa pony or whatever, right? Yeah. That's how come we got wavy air. You know, you know why that happened was because when you know when it comes to survival, racism doesn't exist. It doesn't help. Ha- yeah, it definitely doesn't help. How would racism yeah, help you exist. in survival? Yeah, exactly. No, racism will not help you survive. 
Racism will not save the planet. Excluding people based on their skin who want to help does not help the environment or your cause. It no, it doesn't. It makes it worse. You know what I mean? It just makes you smaller and smaller. Because look, look around. There's more white people than our native people. Yeah. And you want... You want the world change. You got to set, you got to work with white allies. You got to work with black allies. You got to work with Asian allies, and you got to be y'all. All y'all have to be on the same page and understand what is happening. Now, yeah. once that happens, guess what? Y'all, everything changes. Everything changes everything because guess changes. what? Everyone is unified. Everyone's under the same page. Everyone is thinking like a pack. Yeah. And that's what uh, I want. That, yeah, no, sorry, what are you saying? And that's what's important. That's what's going to create change. And that guy don't understand that. No, he didn't. And, I mean, that's what... You know what I mean? He don't understand it. Because I told him, I said, I'll go find that post so you can stop throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> and he got mad. He got mad. He said, first you were off IR. Now you're out of my friend circle. It was because I called him out on his bullshit. Yes, Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to me, those are the people that are poison to the indigenous resistance movement. People like that are poison. Yeah. Because they carry hate. They carry bad medicine. The people that support the indigenous movement don't see color. They see allies. If someone, yeah. Because I went to that fundraiser, right? For... Uh, was raising raising food and money and, and all that for the line three resistance, right? Yeah. And we had white people, we had black people, Asian people, we had all kinds of people come up there, donate donate food, camping gear, generators, you name it, they they donated money to help because they cared. And that's what the real threat and, to the system is, right? Yeah, and to me, hatred is how they keep you from decolonizing. Hatred fear. is yeah. colonialism. Hatred and hatred fear. Hatred is a wall. You can't decolonize the world with hatred for a person because of their skin color or because of what their ancestors did. Yeah. You can't decolonize the world that way. You can decolonize the world by hating the system, the system yes. that the system, you know, because you're not hating people. You're exactly. hating the system you should be that, hating, that creates yes. the state of the world. You should be hating the oppression. Yeah. You should be hating whiteness. You should be hating white supremacy. You should be hating patriarchy. You should be hating uh, heteronormativity. You should be hating systems that, uh, or and, and, and cis-normativity and um, ableism and all of these things like that's what's oppressing you do not yeah like i yeah i yeah. mean i like, that's what's yeah. oppressing you not do not, not point at not, a face do not point at yeah, a face not, and say that's the man yeah. don't do not yeah. like because uh, that's led like, to some pretty fucked up shit when people like yeah you can't yeah um like you can't sit here and say you can't sit here and say Point at a oh, Caucasian person that that's the problem. 
That's the problem. That's the problem. It's like all no, of them are the automatically. The, yeah, exactly. It's not. You know, it's the system. It's the it, system. It's always a system. It's always a system. It's like, not. Like, yeah. like, you know, and that's what, that's where, like, you know, like communism and all that comes in. Communism, yeah. right? When you introduced me to communism, right? Yeah. Fascism was, like, was a distraction, was, was a deliberate attempt to steer people away from communism and, 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 and Bolshevism and socialism. Yeah, a deliberate and, attempt to point yeah, at and a face in Europe it was the Jews. It, they benefit mankind. Yeah. They benefit mankind. Because me and, me and C. Hastings, we, she was running, she was helping organize that Line 3 fundraiser, right? Yes. We were talking about capitalism. I'm gonna say, I swear to God, she's like you in a Native woman's body. <laughs> because very, I am... You know, very passionate about it. Like, that's why I felt like I was talking to you. I felt like the I was ideas to you. that compose what I am will appear in other will it, it lives on in other like I'm not the, yeah. I don't mean to say like it's mine like it's my credit like no other people have been like me before me and they're gonna come around after me and what we need to do yeah, is organize people like that and get them to take the steps necessary for solidarity and to bring down the ideas that hold up the old world and yeah bring us into the future, build something in the shell of it. This system needs to die, you know what I mean? And, you know, we were talking about communism, right? I told her how you introduced me to it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you know, Native people invented communism, and I said, that's what my base player man said, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a long history of that, yeah. And, you you know, we were saying (laughs) that we help one another and all that stuff, and that was how it was supposed to be. And to me, that's what we need to go back to. Like, for example, yeah. you don't need to work to benefit. You don't need to work. No. You don't need to work. The idea that work. you are de- defined by... The, the, the idea that you are objectified by your labor and um, that you are indebted to the world from the second you're born is, uh, the, the, is the original violence that we all have to grapple with. We all have to accept yeah. that... Yeah, because to me... Yeah. Because me, like, in Native societies, you know what I mean, we helped each other, you know what I mean? We mm-hmm. grew stuff together. It was a family. It was a system, you know what I mean? We were together. We grew yeah. plants together. We mm-hmm. shared the plants. We shared the meat. We shared the, we shared everything. And that's... We traded. Yeah. We, and that, and to me, that's the society we need to go back to. Not just society on... Who's the richest? Oh, uh, you know, I mean, you don't work, so you suffer. Yeah, basically, you know I mean? mean, like, I mean, uh, Graver talked about me, this. Communism, in, in a way, sorry, is primitivism. What? 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 What, like what did you? I'm sorry. What, what did you just say? I, I missed it. I said, I, I said, communism is somewhat like primitivism because you're helping one another. I would not say that system. because we're we're kind of talking about the ways in which primitivism is a downfall, right? Like for like oh, I, okay, yeah, because like the it, it, examples of primitivism would be uh, the fallist movement of Southern Africa. Are you familiar with that? No, 
Okay, no, so but it sounds like it sounds like something I wouldn't want to get involved with. No, you wouldn't. It is a reactionary movement. Um, just in the same way that any kind of um, nationalist movement, even if it is resistant towards yeah, a dominant but culture, I think the key to the key to you know a better world is balance with the environment and technology. To where okay, everything <laughs> goes back to the earth. We're not ta- we're not harming the earth while having the things we love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, no, like because, follows, Yeah, uh, Because to me, I, I remember. I was telling you about the post where they were telling me to get rid of my car, uh, spend seven, spend how many years in ceremony, <laughs> only take what I need. But I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I get what you're saying, but guess what? I like having my record player. Yeah, guess what? Take what take what you want. That's honestly, that's the that's the goal, I think, of any of of any utopian ideal. Is, is is to be able to just have what you want is to be able you don't have to own it right because the concept of ownership in my opinion is completely unnecessary if you're eating if, yeah. you're, if you're eating a fucking hot dog is 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 anyone really contesting whose hot dog that is you know like no it does it, it doesn't fucking matter you don't have to own something to use it you're you're not even owning your body you're fucking renting it all of those cells yeah. are going to go back into the earth, you know? And, like, yeah. so what I was saying about fallism is it is, uh, it, it is um, kind of what you could imagine. It's, uh, it, it is, like, a, a primitivist movement against what they see as uh, European um, or, or Western influence on the African people, which there has been plenty of. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, but to re- to to believe that, like for example, the theory of gravity is 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 a, a colonial imposition. I, I'm I'm sorry, but that's kind of ridiculous. Like we we don't st- we still don't understand gravity, but we know that it is a force and we can measure it. Like the rejection of science in the face of. Uh, you know, um, colonial scrutiny, that's not necessarily helpful. Like, and that's not to say that uh, science itself has not been, uh, science in, in, in the Western canon, at least, has not been, um, you know, a, a force that has justified um, sexism, uh, racism, obviously through scientific racism, which is not... It's not really scientific. It's not something Darwin or Kropotkin or anybody who actually studied uh, evolution would have actually ever justified. Um, but, I mean, the idea that, like, any scientific progress itself, simply because it had its hang-ups in the culture of its day, is... Uh, it is not helpful. I think that science today does deserve to have a global voice and a global consensus, right? Like it is something that yeah. we can discover together. And and I think that well, a lot science, of different. Sorry, what? Science, you know what's funny? If you think about it, a lot of people think science was made by the white man, right? Science has been around forever. Yeah. 
Science isn't every culture. It's just we have different ways of explaining it. Yes. Like, indigenous people had star, star places where they looked at the stars. Yeah. In many ways, the, the Mayans were ahead of Europeans in um, uh, their prediction, their their shockingly accurate predictions of um, star cycles. That's why so many people freaked out about twenty twelve because that was the end of the Mayan calendar, right? Yeah, and to me, you know, I'm like, why? Wow, I thought y'all believed in Jesus, not the Mayans. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah. when people need an end of days thing to obsess about. Like, that comes every once in a while. Like, it's going to be like, oh, I2K, okay, then, it's, then it's 2012. Let me tell you, when the moon turned red, yeah. everybody thought Jesus was coming. <laughs> and I, I remember making a post. I made a post, right, and I said, the second coming isn't happening. Yeah, well, no, here's what you should do, dude, is like... Can, uh, can, can I play Jesus? Can I just, like, dress up like Jesus and show up and you'll be like, yeah, no, the second coming, the second coming is happening. He's right here. He's he's my friend. He's my friend Matt. He's he's Jesus now. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. You'll just be pa- and you'll be passing out the conquest of bread. Yes, I'll be exactly. I'll be passing out the conquest of bread. It's like, yeah, no, you should have read this guy. Yeah, he was um he was another prophet. Um, I don't know why y'all got so sidetracked with this whole rapture thing, but no, I come in peace. I'm actually a pretty chill, dude. Um, y'all want some weed? Uh, I got, I got, I got at least like a, like a quarter on me. So, you know, if you, <laughs> if yeah, you want to yeah, smoke we'll have... with Jesus, then yeah, cool. Yeah. Or you'll come up and you'll be like, I have the cure to all your problems. And it'll show the conquest of bread by Kapopkin. P- 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 yeah, it will be the, it will be the conquest of bread and like, uh, like a gallon the of cheap of gin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. These are, aid, like, these are the these are my new gospels. These are the new gospels. These are gospel, gospels like, yeah. my children. This is how you build the economy. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I don't know for sh- you, I don't know how to build an economy, but I do I um Well this is how you heal the world. This is how you help build better relations or something like this that. This is my contribution. I can say that much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you you I don't like, wanna actually like can Yeah. I don't want to actually. Conv- Sorry, go on. I said you'll be like you you'll be like is Kropotkin God? Yes. Kropotkin is sort of God. Uh, I would say. Can, he's can he's you close. See how old he looks at that beard. Yeah, he does have a godlike beard. He does he does look a lot like God. I I'm, I'm not gonna That's deny you'll be that. Like, you'll be like, look at him. That's. Look at that beard. You know how you know why when he wrote that book, when that beard was at its whitest. <laughs> he's no, he's not God. He's Santa Claus. And that's actually, what God, that's what that's he's what Santa. my God brought to bring you people. Yeah, the conquest of bread. The conquest shared of the bread, yes. my children. Like I shared the feast. Like like yeah. we shared the fish. Yeah, this I is mean, my body, my children. Well, shit. Now I now now I sound like a fucking cult leader. I'm not actually. <laughs> I'm not actually trying to convince people I'm Jesus. I'm gonna just do it a bit. But if you do want, next time people are expecting the um, I would don't no. I would be totally willing to play Jesus. Um, 
they didn't let me play Jesus at Catholic school when when they did the um the sacraments or whatever it's called. Uh, they do do like a little play or some shit. Um, but no, this is what alt Jirarama is about. Because I'm unless you have something else major to say, uh, I'm ready to wrap up the uh, uh, pod the fir- the first episode. I don't of the have pod. nothing to say, but Arjirama is about opening people's minds to alternate thoughts. You know, alternate thinking yeah. and looks at the world. You know what I mean? Alter- spiritual, yeah. political, different different views on the world. Me and Matt, you know, to be honest with you, on this first episode. We didn't have a script, so we were just so, you shooting know, the shit. the fuck up. Yeah. But, but at the same time, it's a fun. You know, we hope this conversation that we had has been entertaining. You know what I mean? I'm a hey, if you've listened this band, long, then go ahead and subscribe on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts because we're just gonna yeah. shoot out an RSS feed and see subscribe, what happens. Subscribe and enjoy listening to us talk and ramble on about whatever you know what i mean yeah you know, we're good company whatever we're, the we're, subject we're yeah you'll we'll try to we'll, you'll yeah. laugh we might piss you off sometimes. you'll laugh but, you know, you'll cry you'll come you'll cry whatever happens it's like, it's, <laughs> yeah it's like a soap opera yeah it's like a soap opera in podcast form mm. you know and uh and you know we we as, you know, anarchists here, you know what I mean? We we want people to open their minds, you know what I mean? And, you know, we are not, a, you know, we are just two people having a conversation and we're letting you listen to our conversation. That's basically what this show is. And yeah. we hope that we'll, our discussion open your mind to new thoughts and ideas to where, hey, you know, those two guys are on to something. Right, Matt? Yeah, right. I mean, like, I uh, can I say what Alterama means to me is it means a future. It means paving a way forward. So that's kind of why I wanted to touch on um, anarcho-primitivism and other forms of you know reactionary rhetoric that can sneak themselves into um, you know uh, liberatory ideas. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like that, like it, it. It's a way future. We can. It, I mean, way future. That's not how I can. That. That's not. I'm not even talking right. I'm fucking drunk. <laughs> I'm going to be. That's the, the other forewarning. Is I'm going to be drunk on a lot of this. But no, the listen. The future is solar punk. The future is solar punk. The future is, um, you know, botanical architecture. It's integrated humanity with the nature that we come from it is uh the recognition of the cycle of life and death and the absence of time itself it's the spiral that we are all going down or up it doesn't have to be down it doesn't always have to be a downward spiral i mean it starts as a downward spiral because you realize that everything that's been told to you in an objective sense is a lie. But what can we do going forward? What can like what can we build out of this? Yeah, because of, so many people fall into that downward spiral to the point where there's hopelessness. Not really. We all yeah. have power. I've done, yeah, we, we all, all have power. 
together. We all have power to change the world, but we can't do that. We can't do it alone. Do that. We can't do it alone. We, we cannot do it alone. We have together. to believe in each other. If there's anything we you believe in, together, believe if in there's any, other. yes, if there's anything we believe and in, we got to learn to see without color and look at each other as one, the human race. Walk without fear, Weird. and you won't attract the worm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do a dune, a dune reference, but like, no, seriously, like it, like we are trying to create the synthesis. Okay, many times before yeah. there has been attempts at creating a synthesis between uh, Marxism and anarchism, for example. There've been there there were four internationals, and still. People let their their bitter grievances get in the way, despite the fact that the roots of these ideologies, and we can get more into this in future episodes, are very much the same. They are building blocks on top of one another, and they are irreplaceable. And this is something that... Uh, uh, f- fuck, what's his name? George Sigmeier, uh, I-, I think is what his name was. He wrote a book called Co- uh, Decolonizing Dialectics. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really important um, uh, piece of literature um, for uh, and a piece of book. theory. It's a good, no, it's it's very good. It's, it's, it's a bit heavy even for me. I shouldn't say even for me. That makes me sound like a pretentious dickhead, which I am, but y- you'll find that on your yeah. own time. Um, No, I genuinely believe that there is a synthesis. We want to plant seeds. (laughs) Yeah, we're just planting seeds, man. As as Bill Hicks said, just planting seeds, just running around planting seeds, which is uh, a nice way of saying that I I like to come on things. Our listeners. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, like, language is both a bridge and a barrier. Language is the closest thing in existence to what you could call magic, in my opinion, because it allows us to share... You know, I'm getting way too basic with this, okay? Y'all already know how language works. Y'all already know how, um, you know, communication works. Yeah, y'all know the message. We We just... we're just repeating it over and over yeah. again to, hit, to put it y'all, in the Y'all Listen. know the tools that you have uh, at your disposal. And we can use them to reshape. I'm going to go ahead and quote uh, a recent, um, well, relatively recent, Ender uh, Shikari song, which I know a lot of people like to make fun of that band. But you know what? Fuck it. They made the best album of 2020. Um called uh, uh, Nothing is True and Everything is Possible. And there's a, li- there's a line from that, um, which was... Uh, uh, well, anyway, well, anyway we, we, just, we just want you guys to know that we the, are more powerful than we realize. And by talking about we all are. alternate realities, thinking, like, talking about the state of the world, yeah. and, show, and have, opening your mind to what's happening around you, we hope to plant seeds in your mind to where, okay, you start thinking, okay, yeah. what can what can I do to create a better world? And you can be right? part of something. It's not all on you. Yeah. You, it's yeah, it's okay. not all on you. You can form a group. You can form a group of friends together. 
and I take on, you know, and Don't be organize people together. Thing. Because guess what? A small group of friends. Divided, divided we fall. Wow. United, we win. Yeah. I remembered you know, it, by that's the way. What, that's what, yeah. And that's what our Jirama is about. We want to encourage people to think for themselves, unite together, and create a better future. Communicate where the environment, the environment, we can live in coexistence with nature, the environment, and one another without having to suffer. Exactly. You know? And that's what they drive our church. Reveal yourself, reveal yourself, the world that you created is not mightier.